Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Tuesday, February 20th. It is the third Tuesday of the month, which means at this time we catch up with things going on at Holland Public Schools. We are joined by the Holland School Superintendent, Nick Cassidy, on the other side of our table. Nick, good morning. Hope you are well, sir. Yeah, thanks, Gary. Thanks for having me. If you have a question about what's going on at Holland Public Schools, Nick will be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Since last we chatted, Nick, the uh, winter student count was held first Wednesday in February to uh, finish determination of per-pupil funding for public school districts in Michigan. How is Holland's figures out? Yeah, they, you know, we grew a little bit more from the fall count. And, you know, this year was was great because we grew in enrollment for first time in a long time. And, um, and w- historically, we've shown a little bit of growth from fall to spring. So um, that was good. And it was even a little more than we've, we've had uh, previously. But what it's done is it's put us in a position where we can plan for stability moving forward. And, you know, we really, uh, as a district, have invested in small class sizes in our um, early, especially in our elementary schools, trying to keep those under 20 um, and and putting the best people in the best places. And it's it's been paying off as more and more people are are coming to Holland. And so we're really excited about this. We've we're starting hiring already for next year and planning for 24, 25 already. So all, all good stuff happening there. It, part of me says bravo on the numbers, but part of me says, isn't it really a shame if you want to use that term that educators have to think about competing for students instead of focusing on education? Yeah. I, I mean, I always hate putting a price tag on, on students, but you know, this is education has been turned into a business too. Um, the one thing that we're just going to continue to focus on is putting the absolute best experience out there for our kids and our families and know that this is going to be a, a great home for them. Um, you know, but the one thing is, is we have to make sure that our programming meets the number of students we have coming in. And what we're seeing right now is stability coming to the district where we can plan. Um, and so it's pretty great to be able to share with our staff and teachers that, Hey, if, we're keeping, we're planning on the same number of sections we have in each one of our grades moving forward to next year. And it's been a long time since we've been able to do that. I'll throw a question that might be simple to pose, maybe simple to answer, but maybe not in the sense of, I just moved into Holland. This is a hypothetical situation. I just moved into Holland with my family. I have a uh, 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 an eight-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. Why should I have my youngsters go to Holland Public Schools? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a question that that we get asked. And the one thing that I always say is, I will put our our graduates up against the graduates of any kids around the experiences that they have, the totality of their educational experience that comes through here. Um, you know, and I, I think the one thing that we've hit is a sweet spot in Holland where we are a small district, a small school where our kids know every, you know, 
our, our staff knows everyone, um, but we still have big opportunities and we have an amazing staff. I mean, and that's why I school of choice, my own kids into the district, because I believe so highly in that. Um, and when we see again this spring, we'll see our graduates going on to just amazing things from here. And that's what I hope. That's what I know other people are seeing in Holland as well. If you got a question for Holland School Superintendent Nick Cassidy, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. I know this might be a little early to bring this up, but you brought up the point, schools of choice. What goes into determining how many students will be admitted into Holland Public Schools on schools of choice. It's not unlimited, I don't believe. There are criterias and there are limits. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that's true. So we'll put out, we'll send out like how many spots we have available. And like I said, right now we're in kind of a sweet spot where we have pretty limited spots because we want to plan on the stability that we have right now. So some some schools might not be able to take any kids in. Um, with for school of choice in um, some might be able to take a few more, but depending on the numbers in those sections. So we sit down and figure that out and see how many we can, how many we can take um, and making sure that we have room for in all the programs for the students who reside in our district. What determines who gets in with schools of choice? How does it determine? Yeah. If, if we have space available, I mean, if you have space, yep. then obviously if you have more students, students that want to get in the spaces available, yeah. how does that get determined? First come, first serve or what? Yeah. I mean, and that's what, if we only have so many spots available and let's just say we have five available for a certain grade and we take five in, you're a six person then, then, and it's outside of the window because there's a window as well, then that's when you have to unfortunately turn some people away. Now, once a student, I'm bringing these points yep. up because from time to time, People have questions about schools yep. of choice in Michigan. A student comes in through schools of choice. Once they're in, they're in. Yes. Yep. And then we'll we'll take them and you know and we keep them until until they graduate. And that's you know what we want. We want you know we want kids to come in and be with us all the way through and see it through. Again, I'm just asking general questions mm -hmm. so that people can understand a little bit. And of course, we do have this as a podcast. WHTC.com. We'll put it up a little bit later on this morning. Now, a couple of initiatives that Holland Public Schools has had that have been attracting not only teachers but students into the district. One has been the Power H Awards. Yeah, you have so, some new, so you have some you have some news on that. Yeah, so last year we had a, a donor came to us and said that. Um, they wanted to support, um, you know, a staff recognition program and put it together. And so we started the Power H Awards and we went through and um, that's Lai Mascaro, a 46-year veteran, um, instructional assistant in our district, was named the overall winner. Um, we had some other donors that came in and said, we love this so much, we'd like to contribute to this too. So we've expanded it this year too to add a couple different categories. So we right now we announced the finalists for our uh, Power H Awards support staff category um, and so the five finalists we have there are Amanda Ortega, um, who's our pupil accounting in, in district registrar, um, Derek Van Oss from our maintenance team, um, Kaylee Smith, who is a, a deaf and hard of hearing interpreter, 
Joe Bielan, who's a bus driver, and Lisa Gord is our mental health care case manager. So we put those out to uh, to staff to, for voting, and then we've also, it's been posted online, and, and so the public can put comments on supporting some of the people that were nominated. And we took nominations from the, from the public as well. Um, tomorrow we'll be announcing the Rookie of the Year finalists, and then we'll start building level finalists for each of our six buildings um, next week through spring break. Um, and there'll be three finalists from each building. Um, each one of them will get $500, and then the overall winner for the building, 1000 and the overall winner for the district is an additional 5000 and then the other categories will be 1500 apiece. So that's a $23,000 investment that donors have come to us and said, we would love to honor and support the staff that you guys have that are going above and beyond. And so we're really excited about that, and, you know, we're hitting, uh, you know, every employee category across the board and honoring and acknowledge them, which is, is pretty awesome. The other program I wanted to bring up and get an update on is teachers live here. Yes. Yep. So we are in our second, uh, second year of this. We started it last January. Um, at this point, I believe we have, uh, awarded 10 teachers live here grants. Um, we had an, a review yesterday, so we'll be reaching out to some, uh, some applicants yesterday with news about what that is, but we still, we still have, um, I think we still have nine or 10 left this year to, uh, to give out. And that is now $25,700 for teachers who, you know, meet the criteria there to buy a home within the, within the district or, uh, within 15 miles of the district. And one thing that's changed this year as well is if they purchase a home within the district now, um, the donors have, uh, you know, have started paying for some of the closing costs to buy within the Cowan community. I will say, you know, most of the teachers who've taken advantage of it have bought homes within the Holland school zone, and several of them can walk to their school in the morning, which is exactly what what we've wanted to happen through all of this. So it's it's a pretty great program, and it's really benefited us. Um, a highlight last month, we approved uh, a teacher, Abby Kessel who is, uh, her husband also works in the district as a counselor. Right now it's just focused, uh, it's only limited to classroom teachers, um, but that's a discussion we continue to have as well. Again, this is the first, second year of the program, so it's going to continue, hopefully, as we move along. Uh, The donor money maybe is a seed, and if you invested wisely and get a nice return, it just keeps on building and building. So, But that's... That's an economic. That's a, yeah. a that's a, 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 a not an economic, but a uh, uh, an investing question, and it's for a different form. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it is a great program. I'll tell you, it uh, the impact it's had. You know, not only on these individual staff members who have been able to take advantage of it, because that is, I mean, that's life changing money for you know for a young teacher coming in and being able to come up with a down payment for the house. But even as a district, as we are able to go to job fairs and show like that our community's investing in teachers and honoring them in this way is a, is a pretty awesome thing to be happening here in Holland and something that I've had people reach out to me from across the country to say like how did you guys get this you know get this together how did you you know how how are how is it being funded what's the impact it's having because what we're seeing in Holland in terms of the housing crisis is similar in a lot of different parts and Holland just seems to be, you know, um, you know, a, a little bit ahead of the game on that. And this is really coming just from some donors who saw a need and stepped in to do this. I like, I wish I could take credit for it. The only thing I have 
done is to not ruin it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, um, but they, it's, it's a huge testament to what we're doing as a district and people wanting to get behind that. If you have a question for Holland School Superintendent Nick Cassidy, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Let me step back from the district to look at overall education uh, as an educator yourself, an education administrator yourself, Nick. Uh, the governor, of course, uh, has submitted her budget proposed budget for fiscal 2025 before the state legislature. Uh, I don't know how much you have looked into that document and her proposals as in terms of education, as in terms of K through 12 education. What did you see? If you did, what did you like? And maybe what things that perhaps need to be worked on? Yeah. I mean, so some of the things that we, we knew it probably wouldn't continue the trajectory we've been on the last couple of years of, you know, increases in the foundation allowance and so this year it's going to come out to about a, or what's recommended right now is a two and a half percent increase in the foundation allowance or the pupil, pupil, per pupil mm-hmm. allowance. Um, there's still, you know, um, there's still some focus on uh, investing in some of our subcategories of students, our English learners, um, our special education students and at-risk funding, um, which is definitely needed to close that gap for students who, you know, sometimes take a little bit more to, to get where they need to be. Um, you know, it's, it can be somewhat worrisome because these are recommendations coming out and what we see over the course of it, as it goes through before stuff's passed, stuff can get whittled away a little bit. So I think the one thing that's come out, um, over the last few years as we've worked through a teacher crisis, um, and teacher shortage is that we have to invest in our staff and teachers. I think the last couple of years we've, we've seen that, um, I'm not, disappointed with what's coming out but you know you could always be hoping for more too to be able to provide the programming and and staffing needs that are best for our kids so we'll, we'll see how it all plays out it's just always tough when we try to put our budgets together when we don't really get a budget until after the budgets are due so um but you know it's 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 not horrible i mean we're we're seeing an increase which is which is good and um we'll we'll definitely invest it the way that it needs to be done yeah, the the key is making sure that there the money is going into the classroom. Yes, be it direct education for students, or as you mentioned, uh, making sure that the best and brightest teachers are on on board for educating these students. To get the students can have all the tools they want, but if they don't have the teachers to teach them, you know, that's just throwing money, you know, right down the pit, right down into a yeah. fire pit. Well, I, and I, I will say, I don't think that there's anything better than we can invest in than the people who are working with our kids. Um, that is the greatest impact that we can have on the kids. And we have an unbelievable staff here in Holland that who cares about our kids. And um, we just want to be able to take care of them the best we can. And, you know, a lot of this is tied to what, what we're given and what's allocated from, from Lansing. So, Nick, a uh, couple of our last basketball broadcasts that Greg Chandler has uh, done have uh, spotlighted uh, during the the games that he's been calling and the sites he has been at, they have spotlighted uh, some special games involving uh, uh, special needs students participating in basketball and uh, getting a chance to hear the cheers of the crowd where the score is not the thing, the fact that they're the kids are competing. Holland, Public schools has the same situation in uh, in terms of having some special kids playing some special games. 
Yeah, we are uh, really excited that we started a unified basketball team this year. And this is really um, at the urging and, uh, you know, uh, a few advocates on our staff. Uh, Kayla Gearing, one of our high school teachers, has been front and center about making sure that we have these opportunities for our kids. Um, and so we've, yeah, we've played five games so far for our unified team. And it's our, you know, a combination of special Olympic athletes, but also we have a, a few gen ed kids on the team as well who um, work together as that. And um, man, it has been so much fun to watch and to see the crowd get into it. And I'll tell you, we've got some shooters too. One, one of our kids has hit, I think he's hit like eight three pointers in, in, in those five games. Um, one game he had three, you know, three there, including a buzzer beater that was a deep three. And I'll tell you the, the crowd went nuts. It has been some of the most fun I've had um, to, you know, to get behind. And, and this is another thing that's been supported by some, uh, uh, some local donors. I know that there was a, a fundraiser from, uh, some, you know, an athletics fundraiser that we had the last year, um, from the Wolf family. And they had dedicated some of this coming in to support, uh, Special Olympics in our peer-to-peer programs. And that's making a lot of this possible as well. So it's just been a great, great fall uh, or winter. And then we are going to look at a unified track season for them and as well as a disc golf season um, in the fall. And that's uh, something that has been uh, new to Holland as we started a, a disc golf course on our campus there that was um, that came about from the dream of Jeff Cordich, one of our high school teachers and businesses got behind that. So a lot of stuff coming together through community support and increasing opportunities for our kids. And we're really excited about it. Uh, I know that, um, you know, coming up next month, it's the, uh, um, if I'm correct, it's the, I think it's the boys that have the swimming and diving championships, high school over at the Holland Community Aquatic Center next month. And among, you know, in the middle of that 12 event is a special uh, uh, race. Usually it's only two competitors for that, but, uh, and that gets a big cheer whenever they do that. Yeah, and you know what, what's so great about these two is like, and you said people don't care about the score. Um, You know, I think the kids care about the score a little bit, but, when we played Mona Shores uh, two weeks ago and a kid from their team um, hit a couple big shots, including a three, and the Holland student section went absolutely nuts supporting that kid and you know and their team, and it's just been awesome to see. And I have been really proud of our kids on how inclusive they are and how much they support um, their classmates um, who, who have a different uh, high school experience than some of them, but they are behind them 100%. And it's been, it's been pretty awesome to see. And I'm really proud of our staff for putting this opportunity out there. A couple of other things going on in the district. First of all, um, coming up on uh, the 27th, that's a week from tonight. It's family. It's the uh, February family night uh, dealing with health, nutrition, and exercise for all uh, Holland district uh, families. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, like you said, the 27th from 5.30 to 6.30 at Holland Heights. Um, And we'll have a lot of different people there from the community out talking to families about, um, you know, really health, nutrition, and exercise. So we'll have Holland Hospital and our nurses there talking about hygiene tips and tricks for students. Um, Kids Food Basket will be there talking about healthy eating and healthy eating resources. 
Um, the city of, Hol- city of Holland Farmers Market will be there talking about the Double Up Food Box and the Holland Farmers Market and what's available for our families. Holland Rec will be there for spring and summer programming and scholarships. Um, and, uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about Holland Rec and all the opportunities they've created for kids. Um, but we'll have different organizations at tables in the hallway to support families. Um, and we'll have some healthy food options and feed everybody who comes out as well. Again, family uh, fe- February Family Night is next Tuesday night, the 27th, 530 to 630 over at Holland Heights Elementary. And uh, just in one other thing, child care will that, that night will be provided by First Tee of Holland too. So if you're worried about coming out and having your kids and, you know, you can take advantage of some of this and we'll have some people to help you with your kids too. For the general public, a big event coming up on Monday, March 11th in the Holland High Commons, 7 p.m. It's Cafe Pops by the Holland Orchestras. Yeah, so come come out and check out. We have it becomes a very busy time for our performing arts uh, programs this spring, and so Cafe Pops. You know, the March eleventh at seven seven p.m. We have special guest artist Rodney Lamar Page. Um, we'll also have coffee, punch, and desserts from Say Cheesecake by Sarah. So we're really excited for that night and showcase some of our kids and um, some very very talented kids that we have. Okay, uh, one other thing too. Um, and this is coming up, and a lot of it is on the website, which is howlandpublicschools.org. Uh, coming up the 23rd, which will be on Friday, Howland BPW will have the Howland Energy Park Midwinter Break Open House from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Registration is highly recommended as space is limited. Uh, to learn a little bit more about the Howland Energy Park. Yeah, I mean, I I had my first chance to go through that. I'm part of the um, uh, West Coast Chamber Leadership Cohort, and we went through a tour. It's it's worth taking your kids out there. There's a ton to do out there, and um, just another you know great community partner that we have here, um, putting opportunities out to our kids and families. So, um, and I know we're running out of time. One thing I'd love to touch base on too, because we do. talked about sports. Um, just a couple shout outs to, you know, some of our winter sports that we have varsity wrestling. We, uh, claimed another district championship for wrestling. Um, we had three state qualifiers going on to wrestle at Ford field. Um, not this weekend, but the following weekend, March 1st and March 2nd. Um, we also had two students on the, the varsity wrestling team earn their 100th win towards the end of the season. That was Julian Segovia and I, Isaiah Castro, um, and it's been awesome, also, you know, following the basketball team. So Holland is taking on West Ottawa next year, next week, um, and really excited for that for districts and our girls basketball team. We have a really young basketball team um, for our girls varsity team, but we also know when it comes down to districts, it's just putting it all together at mm-hmm. the right time. So I'm excited to watch them, and they are great, great kids out there too. So I've loved watching them and following these teams all year. Uh, speaking about the Holland High Dutch and the State High School Basketball Tournament, Holland High will be playing at West Ottawa, the boys, uh, this coming Monday night to begin uh, district first-round action. Greg Chandler will be on site to call all the action around at 6.40 p.m. Don't have to worry about a JV game beforehand. Uh, 99.7 and 14.50 WHTC, and uh, we'll have complete coverage of that West Ottawa district. As always, for more information about what's going on in Holland Public Schools, hollandpublicschools.org. That is hollandpublicschools.org. 
Nick Cassidy, as always, thank you very much for passing on some good things going on at Holland Public Schools. Wish you and everybody at the district well. And if all goes well, we'll do this again in the month of March. Thank you, sir. Sounds good. Thanks, Gary. Thank you very much, Nick Cassidy on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News with Deborah Rodriguez straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. And then we'll have the Master Gardener, Jane Musin from the Brine Seed with the Yard and Garden Hour. Get your calls ready for Jan at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450 on WHTC's Talk of the Town.